0: Open Door Media presents Storytime with Paul Dorr. In each episode, you'll receive a short adrenaline shot of a story straight to the mind, heart, or sometimes the fun bone, wherever that is located. I can hear your voice over and stay tuned after the story for Paul's Picks, where I indulge you with something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. This week's story, Halloween. When I moved into my last place a few years ago, it marked the first time that I felt compelled to pass out candy. I wonder if this came from being a homeowner. This obligation to open your door to kids dressed as Harry Potter, zombies, and vampires. But what was the protocol? First, I did not decorate the outside of my condo. The yellow caution tape, fake spider webs, and life-sized Frankenstein's monster are the providence of those with children. I don't have any offspring bugging me to turn the house into a haunted one. Therefore, as little effort as possible was completed on this front. Nothing, actually. Second, I was not going to dress up. It is the responsibility of the youngest members of our society to fulfill this obligation. I used to teach children, and the week of Halloween was, always wear your costume to the rink day. Yes, costume day turned into costume week. The kids asked me what my costume was, and I replied, the invisible man, but I can't wear it until Halloween day. They cried foul, but we won't see you on Halloween. I replied, exactly. On the last day, I wore my orange sweater and said I was a pumpkin. They were disappointed. Third, do I get to pick and choose who gets candy? What if some older kids, barely dressed up, knock on the door, using Halloween as an excuse to score some free candy? Can I refuse them? What if a kid has a really bad costume? What if they don't say trick-or-treat? Am I allowed to not give them anything? What about peanut-related candy? Is this a faux pas? Will I cause the death of some unsuspecting child whose parents have yet to declare or determine this allergy to the peanut? Do I have any legal responsibility? This was getting very complicated very quickly. I bought three bags of 30 chocolate bars, all of which said on the package they were peanut free. I'm sure this would be enough. I live in a townhouse like Condo Development that has lots of kids around. The condos are close together and as a kid, they are ideal as you could hit four doors at the time it takes to walk from one house to another on a residential street. I also figured this would be a good opportunity for me to connect with them and their parents, perhaps even form some neighborly bonds. It was not to be. I opened my blinds and turned on the lights by the window, which I felt presented a very non-threatening appearance, one that said, I might live alone, but I am neither crazy nor want to steal your kids. I heard the first rumble of footsteps up the stairs that led to my door. On each landing, there are four front doors that lead to four separate condos, and the giggling kids knocked on the one beside me. I waited, candy bar bag in hand, in the foyer. I was nervous. My neighbor's yappy dog yapped away, but no one answered. Here we go, I thought. I'm next but footsteps bounced back down the stairs. I was confused as to why they didn't knock on my door. I was ready, waiting. Had peanut-free chocolate bars. More kids came running up the stairs. Again, they knocked next door. Again, the dog yapped away. My doorbell remained untouched. Should I open the door, offer them candy? Would that be weird? But that's not how this works. They would know I was waiting in the foyer, listening. I ate one of my chocolate bars, looked at the pile sitting in the bowl. I wondered if I would end up alone, with no one coming by, sitting by the door, stuffing ninety mini chocolate bars into my face. The doorbell snapped me from my trance. I swung the door open, startled the kids, but not in a good way. They could sense my desperation. There were three kids, Iron Man, a skeleton, and a princess, and I gave them way too many chocolate bars. Iron Man called out to other kids who were at the neighboring building. We got an open door. Ten. No, twenty of them came running up the stairs. I dumped chocolate bar after chocolate bar into bags. Parents smiled. Kids said thank you. Then I realized I was running low. I did want some candy to myself. Now I realize that Halloween is all about the kids, but still, I wanted a few arrows left, at least enough to make a normal-sized chocolate bar. After the last kid in this group, I closed the door. Two of my three bags were gone. I started hoarding. Don't think of me as a bad person, but I took the empty candy bar bag in my hand and placed 15 bars from the full bag in it, leaving me with still half a bag. With the next doorbell, I emptied the bag and said, "'Sorry, I'm all out.' I even turned the bag upside down to show the full scale of the bag's emptiness. There was a call for some personal reflection when you lie to kids about the amount of candy you have on Halloween. I ignored this call. I turned off my lights, shut the blinds. I was closed for the night. I ate a chocolate bar, heard footsteps, tiny footsteps, tiny knock. I looked through the eye hole, but couldn't see anyone. A little kid came into view, stepped to the top of the stairs. Her mother waited at the bottom, motioned for her to come, but she turned and looked forlornly at the doors, disappointed in us adults. We were not keeping up our end of the bargain, with all these unanswered doors and dark windows. She was dressed as a kangaroo, complete with a pouch across her stomach that held a stuffed baby kangaroo. Her bag was not very full. She looked right at my door, seemingly right at me. Before she turned to leave, I opened the door, told her to wait a second. I grabbed my stash and emptied it into her bag. Well, I didn't give her everything. I kept a few chocolate bars to myself. Next year, maybe next year, I will get dressed up. Time for Paul's Picks, where I briefly tell you about something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. This year's Halloween heist is a three-way tiebreaker to determine the champion of champions. We'll be playing for this, a plaque that reads, The Ultimate Detective Slash Genius. Okay, the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine doesn't need any help in the promotional department, but I couldn't help giving them a nod during a Halloween-themed show. Let's... Honestly, I had my doubts about the show at first, but they all went away pretty much right from the start. With a surprisingly diverse cast, the stories and characters were funny and endearing right off the bat. The plaque will be held in this. Whoever possesses the plaque at sunup wins. The highlight of every season has been the Halloween episodes, where everyone competes for the title of Amazing Detective. Thank you for listening to Storytime with Paul Doerr, which is brought to you by Open Door Media and is produced by me and P.J. Kwong. The theme music is by the amazingly talented singer-songwriter Arlene Papoulin. Find all things Arlene at arlenepapoulin.com. Visit openkwongdoor.com listen to our other show, the Ask PJ Podcast. Check out paldor.com to read my blog, get info about my novel, storytelling events, and other things. If you like what you hear, we'd appreciate if you leave a comment on iTunes. I've got it so bad. i got it real bad. That's all for now. Until next time, keep listening to each other.